All right, we're rolling. Uh, the post Super Bowl show, aka Sketty's funeral. That's <laughs> what we should have called this episode. I, I wish. Although I, wish I will well, note, I he did have a lot more time to digest uh, his loss to Kansas City than I did because we did ours in, like the next morning. Yeah, in fairness, I told you I was ready to do. You were ready to do it Monday. Way. Yeah, you were yeah, ready to go. It, it, we, you guys were all denied uh, probably hour to hour and a half long sketty on of me just. I could have just, I could have just hit record <laughs> yeah, you, you, and then left. Yep. You could have made a sandwich. Uh, yeah, you know, did, did a laundry. puzzle, the laundry. Yeah, mowed the grass. You really, yeah, you could have done a lot of things. A lot of things. Lots of just bitching. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to get into obviously the Super Bowl. Where the newly uh, appointed Buffalo Bills of the NFC, the 49ers, who also can't beat Kansas City, lost a uh, heartbreaker there in overtime. And then we're going to get into the coaching changes. I found a tracker. Uh, we'll talk coordinators. We'll talk uh, head coaches, obviously. Um, for each team, but some we're just going to breeze through. I mean, there's some had no changes, so we'll go from there. Uh, we got a things that sting, the unfortunate uh, incident that took place, and that'll actually be before the coaching discussion. But the uh, shooting that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. And then we are going to get into the early odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Per FanDuel. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us, like always. Um, before we get into anything, Sketty, a couple things. Okay. First, uh, the like top story that keeps showing up at the very top of my Facebook page right now. Okay. Is that somebody's pissed off... Uh, one former pro. So I didn't read the article. I don't know who it was, but they're mad that uh, Patrick Cantley didn't yell four after hitting a wayward tee shot at the Genesis Invitational. Interesting. I did he, not see this. He called him a narcissist and called for the PGA Tour to find him. I mean, don't they have fucking yell? spotters and everything? Yeah, like, that's, what I, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could this isn't yell like, four, like how many I'm times? on. Yeah. I, I don't know. This isn't time, like, yeah, I, I'm not. If this was like a private course and he just hit into the group ahead of him. Right. COVID days, then okay. But like to hit a spectator, like eh, don't be out on the course. So if you don't like it. Well, and there's, I was under the impression that they have, don't they have guys who like stand behind him and, he, you know, hold their arm quiet. out right or left. Yep, yep. But usually then, the caddy will the, yell it too. Yeah, the spotters see that shit. Yep, yep. Like, who gives a fuck? Yep. They're pros. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. Appears to be overboard, but I would have to I'd have to see it before I made an official stance on that. Let me see who the former pro is. Um Oh, it did hit a ball spotter. <laughs> oh, okay. Guys should Left have of the fairway. And many better noticed your... that he never shouted four. He then hit his approach shot over the green towards a crowd of fans, but only shouted four well after well after the appropriate time to give warning. Former pro Tony Johnston. John Stone. Yep. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Six-time yep. European winner. Okay. Jumped on social media to criticize Cantley right away. Back-to-back shots, and Cantley hits a ball spotter, and then spectators around the green. Would a shout of four be out of the question? I mean, again, I, without seeing it, like if it's just like if he didn't fire into a crowd and it was just a ball spotter sitting down there, typically the ball spotters are there because it's a blind uh, shot off the tee, so he might not even know a ball spotter was down there or that he was close to the ball spotter. And then like the, over the back of the green, like maybe he just didn't think he hit it that far. And I'm just like, halfway. Going, I just like, like oh, that. Uh, I just like hearing about pros hitting fucking terrible shots. It makes me happy. <laughs> they are human too. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. and it puts into perspective, like when I hit a shitty shot and I get mad about it, should I really be mad about it? Or should I just understand that I'm a 13 handicap golfer and I was once an 11, by the way. Yeah. Remember that? Back yep, in I remember. back in August. Mhm. Early August. Early there was a time. There was a time I was an 11 5. Now I'm back to 13 3. Yep, that's when you just quit. When you see a new low, you just say this is it. I'm done hanging it up. Yeah. Live in your glory. Yeah, it was it was a gl- I had a glorious time in the summer. Yep. Things were good. Hitting yep. the ball straight, hit, getting off the tee box, making some putts. Yeah, I didn't do any of that this summer. No, you were terrible. I was I was awful. I carried awful. you every time we played a um, yeah uh, team. Yeah. What member or uh, men's night together? Team better ball. Yep. yep, yep. You did. That's not even. I've been joking. I was terrible all year. Well, I'm gonna just throw it out there and rub it in because it's not like it's not normal. <laughs> usually the other way around (laughs) and then i remember that time i played with joe nelson and he was giving a stroke back on number 11 that's a typical thing for joe that's when you play when you're partnered up with him it just sucks you're like okay i guess 11's all me he's got to make a birdie for a par yeah that's which is which is kind of a fucked up spot to do that but like that's just a fucked up rule yeah, well, I mean, I think they go backwards. So, like, you have to start on what the most difficult hole is. You have to, you can't have them all. Yeah, but it should, you it, should it has just to alternate sides. I don't understand why it doesn't just stop at zero. Uh, for the guys like Joe that are real good, like, theoretically, that should be a hole that he birdies. Like, I, that's not always going to be the case where 18 is a par three like that. To me, that's actually kind of wonky because par threes are more difficult. Like, to me, 10 is actually the easiest hole on the course. 
Like if yeah, you're I would a agree golfer, with that. Like, like I've birdied hard, ten more than any other hole on that course for sure. Yeah, it feels like like especially now with technology, you can hit it down the hill. Like I always say, par feels like bogey to me, and bogey feels like I'm gonna snap all the clubs in my bag. And anything worse than that makes me just want to walk off the course. Because you know, clubhouse is right there. I can. It's right can there. Yeah. The beer. Yeah, I can still see the beer. You can you know, almost see your like truck that. if that hill yeah, wasn't exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I just want to go home now. Well, at least golf is like uh, close. We're getting closer, yeah. Close February. We had some days we could have golfed. Uh yeah, we did. I, and I know some people who did. I think they're crazy, yep. but yeah, there's yeah, there's a whole story story that I can tell you. We're not going to get into on here, but yeah, a little too early to be out there getting too excited. It's wet, yeah. cold. Ball's not going anywhere. No, and we got this brand new indoor facility. Club 365, which I played at. Did I talk about that on here yet? That I went there? I, I don't think I did. I can't remember. We didn't do a show last week. So Correct. So we. So I don't think I have we have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but I golfed with Wes in the two-man scramble for uh, Troop E Camp Cadet, I think it's called. It's the yep. state police's, um, basically their version of what we have for the city, which is called the Police Explorers. Okay. But I yep. but I think ours is more of like a year round program and Camp Cadets just kinda like a I don't know how long it is, maybe a few we weeks over summer. summer. Yeah, something yeah, 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 something yeah. Something um, effect, yeah. Yeah. So we did uh that and we're also playing again this Tuesday because the chopper is holding an indoor two man scramble. I saw that. Yep. Yep. Uh just love the space there though. Yeah, it looks the nice. Systems system super smooth. And you just have so much room. It's nice. So much room for activity. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Wes did hit a squeezer that I thought was going to break a window. <laughs> However, problem being turn, left-handed. Turns out they f they anticipated that because they put like this huge, durable piece of plastic over the window. I didn't even notice it because I yep. hadn't gone like over to that corner, but. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, it was it was cool though, and yeah, we're gonna do that again uh, Tuesday, I think. Good, good. Yeah, what day is today? Friday. Uh, so Friday, it's, yeah, yeah, Friday, February sixteenth. I usually say that at the beginning of the show. Well, now we know. And I don't think I did that today, but um, yeah. So, on to the big game. <sighs> yeah, you you want to lead off here? Uh, I think you should. <sighs> just another year of disappointment, Joe. Just this is what I do in January and February every year. I just get my hopes up and they're just ruined because Kyle Shanahan refuses to just run the fucking football for at least some period during the game, at which point the other team gets back in it and fucks me. And it just fucks me and it fucks me and it fucks me. Just like the gym fucked me up at the end of the day. I almost made it sober through the Super Bowl. I almost made it sober. Fourth quarter, yeah. I had to start drinking, and then I think I blacked out. <laughs> you know, that's that's how it went. Um, no, like honestly, you know, the Niners came out hot, marched the football down, CMC fumbles, so it was like, okay, not good. Guys touched the ball like four hundred times this year, and he's fumbled three times. That was his third fumble of the season. So it's like, okay, you can't be too mad. Shit happens. Um, you know, defense early on looked real strong. I, I can't remember if they went three and out. I think they might have went three and out on the first possession. Uh, 
you know, Niners get the ball back, look like they're going to do something. And then there's back-to-back, what, and there's a hold. And then uh, I think it was a false start and then a hold on Trent Williams, which we're going to talk about later in my rant. Um, but, you know, basically just that whole first half, I, I really thought the Niners looked like the better team, looked like they were going to do it. I think I even said something to you, like, they're kicking the shit out of these guys, but then they would just shoot themselves in the foot. It was 10-3 at half. And they were outplaying them. Like, it wasn't even close. No, yeah, it wasn't. Game, I mean, if if you would have told me that yeah. game was twenty-one to three at halftime, Niners, I'd have said, yeah, that's what it should be. Um, they just seem to shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, a lot of stupid penalties. Um, now the refs, to make things look fair, the refs really hammered on the Chiefs pretty good in the second quarter. And then the second half happens, and Kansas City's allowed to do whatever they want because you know we got to have. Got to have Taylor Swift up on that fucking podium, Joe. That's what's got to happen. Um, Are you wearing that hat now? No, but I we'll get into it in a little bit. I'm going to finish talking okay. about the game, and then we'll go. We'll, we're going to circle back to this. Uh, but you know, you come out of halftime, you intercept Mahomes, and what did I tell you at half? What did I say? What I I know I told you and probably 15 other people. I said if this dipshit comes out and throws seven of the first ten time, seven of the first ten plays, I'm going to lose it. And he came out and threw nine of the first ten plays. The first six plays of the second half were all passes, both three and outs. I just, I just, I don't understand it because in the first half, when they were mixing in the run and going with that, the offense was moving. The offense looked good. Um, and you could say Kansas City made halftime adjustments, and I think no, that like the the Niners line is not good. You cannot just drop back and throw. It's like it wasn't even a situation where, and I've said this for what three games in a row with 49ers. Like, you don't even have CMC in the backfield for there's a threat of a run. So they can just pin their ears back, get after Brock, which I think, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, I thought, played a really good game. I mean, he just had no time. Like, when he could step up and make plays, he was doing what he could. But, I mean, Christ, they were just – half the time they weren't even blocking anyone. They just said, right, go ahead, kill Brock. Let's let's go. Let him get hit. Um, but, you know, all that being said – Niners still, they hang in there. The Kansas City still didn't move the ball in the second half, but their their only touchdown drive came on the – it wasn't even a muff punt. I keep saying it's a muff punt. It wasn't a muff punt. Hits the guy in the back of the leg. No, that was actually a brilliant play by Ray Ray to try and recover that ball. Correct, he just correct. failed at doing it. The correct, fact that yeah. he picked up on it hitting yes, that guy. Yep. I saw that too because, uh, you know, initial gut reaction is, oh, my God, Ray Ray, you idiot. Like, yep, big exactly. moment. Yep. You can't do that. Yep. And then they show the replay, and it does hit his teammate. And he goes to dive on it. And he kind of maybe a little bit too much of a scoop attempt instead of a fall on it attempt. Uh, that kind of thing. covered it. Yeah, that kind of thing can get you. But that's neither here nor there to me because the fact that he – recognize what took place like that's some good good football iq move and uh it just sucks it fell the other way yeah um and i mean the thing that sucks about it is that's literally the only touchdown the Chiefs scored in regulation was right after that play first play that what were they on like the 16 yeah i want to say it was the 16 you know mahomes throws it to mvs wide open i think well maybe it almost yeah, almost sure it dropped it yeah you know we can't get that lucky um but you know the Niners defense played really well. Now there was coming out of half, you know, Dre Greenlaw snaps his Achilles running onto the field because, you know, it's just, I'm not allowed to ever have anything fucking nice. Um, 
Oren Burks comes into the game, and and this is something that win or lose, I would have questioned Steve Wilkes on this. Why the fuck is Oren Burks covering Travis Kelsey for most of that? Uh, well, I don't even know that it was the second half. But most of the time that Dre Greenlaw was out, Oren Burks was on Travis Kelsey. Every catch that Travis Kelsey had, I felt like, oh, look, there's Oren Burks just getting absolutely fucking toasted by him. You know, Joe, it would be really nice if the Niners had, like, a Hall of Fame-level fucking linebacker that's great in coverage on the team who could take a guy like uh, Travis Kelsey out. Wouldn't that be super if there's a guy on the team? Maybe someone should tell Steve Wilkes. If only he had someone like that to cover him, things would have worked out. You know, Fred Warner, that's right. Uh, Yeah, he was probably busy doing other stuff. Yeah, He had to cover fucking MBS. Like, just what the fuck? Yeah, uh... And and honestly, I don't even remember at this point if you touched on it, but the Greenlaw thing just fucking. Well, I, uh, well, but they still played well after that. But they we, did. But that's just such an unlucky huge. fucking thing yeah. to happen. Yeah. Like in yep. the Super Bowl, he's running onto the field. Yeah, yeah. He, it wasn't even like he was doing something stupid. He literally no. just went running. I mean, on it the wasn't field even and, during a play. It, yeah, it was right after. Was it right after a punt? Was I it think, the second half? It? Was it the punt? Yeah, it might have been the punt, not the second half kickoff. Yeah, it was a punt. Yeah, it was in it was the first half. Time. Yeah, it was before halftime. Yeah, it was right after the punt because they said, Yeah, he's well, just getting ready to go play defense. Yep, yep. Snaps his Achilles once again. You know, and what a shitty time students. for that to happen. No shit. Uh, no shit. I mean, unless you're on the, which. If you're on Kansas City fan, you're, you're thinking that's great. Well, no, I think I'm talking like, uh, too, like going forward to next year. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully he's on. It's not Aaron like this Rogers was week shit. 10. It, well, and exactly. so interesting thing, Aaron Rodgers was on Rogan. And mm-hmm. I'm not done with the episode, but I started it the other uh, night at work when I was cruising around. And um, he talks about his uh, recovery and why it was so quick. Okay. He, he said oh. he can do everything right now except for run. Uh, I know we're getting off topic here, but yep. he can do everything but sprint right now. He can drop yeah, back. Okay, he good. can plant. He can do like that's the hard he, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he he talks about like how intense his rehab was and his diet, like bone broth. Um, he had he did a uh, stem cell, which I don't think I think you have to leave the country to do that. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, just different things that he he talks about, and he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, I can I can do everything. He goes if if they if the Jets would have won, I can't remember which games it were, but it was two or three in a row that were winnable uh, yep. opponents, I believe. If yep. they would have won them, he was going to play because he said, you know, I, I've played out of a small pocket, yep, for a long time, so it didn't seem like that would be anything, yep too difficult for him to overcome it's not like you know he's he's used his legs before but it's not like that's what his forte is yeah so yeah I, anyways well, like i said i honestly thought it, i'd see him at the browns the browns jets game i went to i honestly thought that was going to be his yeah. first or second potentially well, game Cri- christmas eve was that when you went uh new year's eve or not okay new year's eve, Chris- the week of new year's. christmas eve game that they played was his target yeah so he would have been that would have been his second game back but there was the like game, the previous week. games the before the Jets were you know eliminated. Yeah, they just yeah they, they needed to win and they didn't. The, yeah. So yeah. Yep. Uh, but, all right, sorry, yeah, I got way off topic there, no, but yeah, you're good. But yeah, Dre, it sucks because yeah, I mean it's a contract year, so I'm expecting he's going to rehab hard. <clears throat> you know, he, he's got this year, and then he's looking for a deal. I mean, they're probably losing him after 
this next season. So hopefully he comes back sooner than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Niners just kicked the shit out of him. Uh, whole second half, and I, and I firmly believe this. There's nothing that anyone could ever tell me unless you unless you mic'd up every Kansas City person personnel person that was in that locker room and like gave me video that no one was writing this down. I'm utterly convinced at halftime the Chiefs co- coaches went in and told their offensive line, "Listen here, shitheads, you're getting owned. Hold the shit out of these guys until the refs throw a flag." Because what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to hold them. There's there's going to be a hold call. One play is going to get called back. That's a hell of a lot better than letting them run in the backfield and wreak havoc the whole game long. And that's what they did. The whole second half, there's probably three or four just egregious fucking holds that weren't called, um, which allowed Kansas City to pick up first downs, get their way back into this. Um, you know, Moody missed that extra point after the the Jennings touchdown, which Juwan Jennings had a really good Super Bowl. He was probably oh, – Yeah, he did. He he really yeah. did have a great after Super Bowl. after everyone talks all this shit about how uh, Brock Purdy's only good because Ayuk and Debo and Kittle like those three guys fucking did nothing like I think between them they might have had Kittle, four catches Kittle, Kittle had two for four yards yeah. yeah which Kittle did have the big play which came back on the Trent holding call that uh, if it was called across the board the same way would have never been a fucking holding call yeah that, that would have been a first down that would have won me some money too that catch yeah. Yeah, I, had, so, I mean, I had a bet for him and Kelsey to each record, record a reception in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Kittle yeah. did not, and yep. he did, but then it got called he back. He did. It got called back. Yep. Yep. Um, which you know, again, you know, I told you when Moody missed the fucking extra point, I said I'm sure that's not going to come back and haunt him. Um, and then you know, it, it did. It came back and haunt. If they had that extra point, then Kansas City would have had to score a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, it just didn't work out that way. Uh. You know, it was just a frustrating, frustrating. I know multiple times just seeing Niners guys being held and you just can't get off the field and you could just kind of feel coming. You, you know, going into overtime, I could just kind of feel that this the Niners were going to get hosed. Um, you know, I think Purdy led three, what was it, three drives in the fourth quarter in overtime that, that were, uh, what do you want to say, lead-changing drives. You know, th- three drives that got the 49ers a lead. Yeah, and still still lost the game. So you can't you can't bash on Brock. Um, you know, again, the defense only gave up 19 points. They gave up one touchdown in the first half, and that was simply because of a, a punt that where it hits a guy in the leg. I mean, I think Kansas City moved it down two other times. Like Pacheco had the fumble in the red zone, and then obviously at the end of the game there, they had a chance um, to to win it with a touchdown. Uh, overtime. Here's the one and how you feel about this, but I think Kyle Shanahan is getting way too much shit for this overtime. Uh, he just really like taking the ball first. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's my thought on that. And I've seen everyone say, and like, even the chiefs are like, well, if they came down and scored, we were going to go for two. Okay. I get that logic. If the Niners scored a touchdown, the Kansas city has four downs to go the whole rest of the field. And they have the option of going for two. If they, if they so choose. Right. And everyone's killing Shanahan on this which there's a lot of things you can tell Kyle Shanahan about, but this to me is not one of them because what did we just talk about? Or what did I just say? The Chiefs did not score a touchdown in regulation unless they were starting on their own 16-yard line. So my mind, Kyle Shanahan saying, hey, this has been a field goal game the whole time, only three touchdowns in regulations. We're going to come down, hopefully get a touchdown. If we don't, we kick a field goal. Kicking that field goal, Kansas City – because Kansas City converted on the one fourth and two, I mm-hmm. think that, that was obviously before the fifty. Which again, egregious 
Fred Warner comes just unblocked down the middle and Jarek McKinnon fucking tackles him as he's running by and Mahomes is able to get the pass off. And again, no fucking flags because Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> if, that, if that fourth down happens, like, yes, it, it, no matter what, field goal, no field goal, or touchdown, if the opposing team scores first, it's four down territory until you get into field goal range. If that fourth and two, fourth and two would have been on like the thirty-five, there's no fucking way Kansas City was wasn't kicking a field goal there. There's not fucking no fucking chance it was going to happen because Kansas City defense had also played well. They're they're not going for a touchdown to win it there. Um, so you know basically Shanahan just got fucked because when they got him to fourth down, it was before the fifty yard line. If it was in field goal range, we would have been looking. Kyle's right; he would have had a chance to go kick a field goal to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, and I just can't believe he's getting killed for that. Like that's, that's the thing to me is just like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, we, we haven't seen this enough to know if it was a good or bad call. Um, not to mention they probably should have scored a touchdown if anybody blocked Chris Jones. Cause you know, why would you block Chris Jones? He's not very good. So good, good job. Niners offensive line to leave him unblocked. You've, you've seen this play where I think it was it Snead or McDuffie. One of them falls down. Ayuk's running wide open. Jennings is running wide open, but. Also, Chris Jones is completely unboxed and running wide open at Brock Purdy, so he's got to rush the fucking throw. Um, you know, just frustrating. Just the the whole thing was just a, a dog shit coaching effort, um, dog shit offensive line effort. That's why the 49ers lost this game. Uh, but that being said, everyone out there who says conspiracy theories, there's a lot of videos floating around online right now of Niners being held and no flags being thrown, and I... I I still, I firmly believe, I said, I don't go as far as to say this thing's scripted, but you can't tell me that these refs aren't told to call certain games certain ways. There's, I just, you'll never, ever make me believe that that's the, that's the case. What do you think of uh, Kelsey screaming and bumping into Coach Reed? I mean, if... The only reason I even have any kind of a problem with it is because we saw him do the helmet chuck earlier in the year. Like this is the second time we've seen this this season. Um, well, if yeah. it was if it was just this moment in the Super Bowl, I would say, hey, you know what? These guys are amped up. This is the biggest game of the season. Um, you know, the guy's passionate. He wants to be on the field. Is it appropriate to do that? But I at least get it. Um, but being that this is kind of like a serial thing that's become a a constant with him. I kind of like, it's just like, man, that's a bad look, especially when you're dating Taylor Swift and you got all these little girls that are watching you. Like just not, not the best, not, not that he gives a shit about that for the record during, in that moment, he did not give a shit who he's dating, who's watching him. He just wants to win the fucking football game. I get that. But like, you know, you just got to tone it down a little bit, like go, go yell at him, but you don't need to physically, you know? Um, yeah, I guess, so if you listen to his perspective on it, cause he talked about it on his podcast with his brother, but he says, you know, like, uh, it was an in the moment thing. And, yep. and basically even Jason was like, what people don't understand is that you talking to his brother yep. and Andy Reed have such a loving relationship and they're very, very close. And yep. that this kind of thing isn't like a, it's being misinterpreted, I suppose. Yeah. But then you yeah. saw the AJ Brown tweet, you know, where he says, if that was me, it'd be different. Uh, and then I think obviously in my brain, I go right to, if that was Stefan Diggs. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be getting killed for it. He would be getting fucking killed for it. Yeah, and and they both would, and I, and I think it would both in those situations. Like again, I, I, winning probably makes us better too. Like if they end up losing the game, I think that kind of would change some of the perspective that that people are having on on this Kelsey thing. Like yeah. then it's like, okay, you poor sport, bitch. You know, um, do you win the game? It's like, okay, we were heated. We were. Well, it was all, it was early enough in the game too that I don't even know that I, I don't even know that I think it would turn into like a you're a poor sport kind of thing just because it was no. like in like the first quarter right second quarter i uh, it was early it was yeah, when yeah, it, was it was when uh it was when what's his fuck fumbled. fumbled yeah that, so yeah that pacheco was, fumbled noah remember. gray was blocking for him and yeah, kelsey yeah. felt like he should have been in on that play doing the blocking and he would have done a better yeah. job which is kind of an insult to us you know yeah the guy who sits in the tight end room with him but um yeah, yeah. uh yeah i don't know i just that's where my head goes with it is uh cool that he has his explanation and he said that as soon as it happened reed came over to him and was like i get it but remember i have cameras on me the entire time i'm standing here yeah yeah uh, and that was what kelsey said reed's words to him were but again yep. i just i i just think of like the the hate dig digs can do anything he can look bored on the sidelines during a 30 yeah. point lead and they'd still say, well, he just doesn't want to be there. Uh, yeah. Like it's just shit like that, that I'm like, I don't yeah. know. That's kind of uh, where, where it goes I, for I, me is if, if, if anyone out there, you know, if you listen, if you're listening to us and you've played sports, like I just don't believe that like you can't wrap your head around what was going on there. That's just passion. They're trying to win. It's not like he hates Andy Reed. He wasn't trying no. to hurt Andy Reed. He wants He's to fucking in the moment. He wants yeah. to be on the field. He wants to win. He, you know, and it's water under the bridge in, in five minutes. Let um, me see if know, I can so. find like the exact quote or the dialogue between. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Podcast. Uh, Travis bumps coach Reed. That sounds good. This is this is the second. Oh, I didn't bring this up. I sent you the thing, and the thing of going around the internet is wrong. Back to, circling back to the Kansas City holding thing. Mm -hmm. In Kansas City's three Super Bowl wins, and I think the thing online says in three straight Super Bowls, which is not accurate. Because if it was three straight Super Bowls, it'd be four straight Super Bowls because they didn't have a hold against the 49ers. It's in their three Super Bowl wins. They played 13 quarters. They have zero holding calls against them. Yeah, the I saw that. That's Super, crazy. The only Super Bowl that they had holding calls against them was against Tom Brady. Once again, not saying it's fixed, not saying something funny's going on, but goddamn, they're giving themselves, they're giving the, the conspiracy people a lot of ammunition that you can't argue with. Yeah, so here, because uh, I didn't add this part, Jason did tell Travis that he said that, uh, you know, bumping into him was over the top, and yeah, uh, Travis yeah. agreed saying... I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping a coach and it's getting yeah. him off balance and stuff. When he stumbled, I was like, oh, shit, in my head. And yeah. Jason said yelling in his face was over the top. And uh, let me see where the – he says, I love Coach Reed, and Coach Reed knows how much I love to play for him and how much I love to be a product of that of his coaching career. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm out. 
I'm out there with him, man. And uh, I wish I could see the part where he says, uh, where, well, there was a funny part too, because uh, Travis says, if Coach Reed would have punched him in that moment, he said, I would have just taken that one right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, deserved it. (laughs) So here's something. and I guess we'll kind of start this with our, because we, I mean, do we have anything else to really cover about the Super Bowl? Uh, like just the, the parade. Anything else? Well, okay. So before before we get to the parade, well, or do you want to do the parade before we get to coaching stuff? Yeah. Okay. So all right, let's do the parade then. All right. So uh, yeah, let's get into. That. It's now time for the things that sting, the worst stories in sports, according to Joe. All right, so obviously huge, you know, nationwide news. Um, The shooting that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Victory Parade. Uh, Now, the research I've done, obviously it came out today that two juveniles have been charged with uh, unspecified gun offenses and resisting arrest. No details are going to be released on that until they move them to be charged as adults, which I hope they fucking do. Uh, but who the hell sure, knows yes. with Missouri. So um, yeah. it also said that the police, um, let me see where I saw that. The police believe the shooting occurred because of a dispute and not because of terrorism or extremism. So it wasn't like a plotted attack. That's that's what I was just going to ask because I had yeah. like it hadn't uh, really come out, but I kind of assumed that was it because they weren't making a huge deal about it. So I just kind of assumed that was the case. Yeah, I'm, uh, let's see. The two juveniles are currently being held in custody while we work with juvenile prosecutors to review. This is prior to today, uh, so yeah. they have been charged. But previous to that, it was the quote is the two juveniles are currently being held in custody while we work with juvenile prosecutors to review the investigative findings and determine applicable charges. Uh, the juvenile court system determines the custody status of all juvenile arrests, which isn't really very much different than Pennsylvania. But, uh, it also says, quote, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism this appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. So again, uh, 22 total victims, yeah. 22 yeah. people shot one killed, uh, half of which were children. Um, yep. the fatality was a 43 year old Lisa Lopez Galvin, who is a radio DJ for a local, uh, KKFI station and a mother of two children. Taylor Swift donated a hundred thousand to family. Yep. Um, I also saw this is unconfirmed. Um, and it will not, I'm not going to let it stray my opinion on this individual, but I also read a post again, not confirmed, just saw it that Jackson Mahomes, uh, had taken cover with a family. There was a child there who had lost, uh, had got separated from a parent Mm -hmm. and he helped in assisting that child to find, you know, the child's parents. Um, Okay. Pretty cool. If true. If true. 
if true, cool. Um, still a douche, but that's a cool move. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, he's just done so much to make me hate him that, you know, that I'll tip my hat and say, you know, good to see that in a uh, time of chaos that he was ready to, you know, kind of do what he could but did you um, see the video of him trying to get in with britney and the security guard yeah i I don't know if that's true either i mean is that real it's i saw a video of it and i don't know if that's exactly what happened but it sure right he comes up and says something then turns around the guy says something to him he turns around and leaves yeah so i don't know if that's correct but his sister-in-law didn't want him hanging out it it could have just been how the video appeared yeah but uh yeah so again like i said I, i i don't give a fuck if this is an act of terrorism or not. If it's a, you know, a bunch of kids who well, that's the thing, are, are think they're, you know, they think they're in gangs or, or whatever and carrying guns and, uh, you know, they, they still should be held accountable for every bullet that flew out of those guns. That's the way, that's it, absolutely the way yeah. it goes. doesn't matter if it, they, you know, didn't didn't intend or not it's still a homicide you know an involuntary manslaughter or however they want to uh charge it but yeah shit definitely needs to be they need to be held accountable for all of that. Oh, uh, and, 100%. Uh, and i also saw that do not worry uh missouri lawmakers are reviewing uh gun laws so that that'll help everything because okay. clearly the the juveniles who aren't supposed to possess them anyways you know if there's more gun laws then they they definitely won't because they they weren't supposed to fucking have them to begin with tougher laws that's what we need tougher laws yeah average person right yeah makes no sense blue goddamn it's this is a prime example of laws not working (laughs) exactly this is yep 100 supposed to have these guns they're juveniles yep whatever but yeah so that's uh the things that sting tragic incident and uh hopefully you know that there's no more fatalities at out of it with the people who are being treated for injuries and hopefully you know kansas city fucking sacks up and charges these two as adults and let them take the ride uh in prison they so rightfully deserve make make an example of them yeah uh, there's no reason to go light on them. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, they yep. they've fucking. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, we are going to get into the coaching tracker that I found. And yeah. again, we'll just kind of zip through a lot of these teams. Uh, the They are in alphabetical order. So that is the way we'll be approaching the entire thing. Um, but the first one's actually intriguing. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, basically cleaned out from the uh, Rams coaching staff. They hired Raheem Morris as uh, their head coach, who was the Rams D coordinator. He brought with him Rams quarterback coach, Zach Robinson to be the OC and uh, another Rams assistant, Jimmy Lake is going to be the defensive coordinator. So the Sean McVay coaching tree expands and uh, heads to Georgia for uh, their next you know, very, very surprised that they were so close with Bill Belichick, and this is the route they went. Um, seemed like there was what's the guy's name, Rich McKay. He's like he's been involved with the football team. He's no longer the actual GM. He's like president of football operations. 
kind of sounded like there was a little bit of beef about who was going to be handling front office stuff. Like Bill still wants full, full control. control. This. And McCabe was like, no, I'm not stepping back for him. So they went with Morris. So yeah, see, bold, bold play. You know, Atlanta's got so, a good young team. See, see what happens here. But Belichick will get a year right. off and then he'll be hired somewhere next year. He's going to be 49ers defensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. But I told you, I told you what's going to happen before it even happened. Jerry. Are you calling this? Is this a bold well, prediction? Well, no, I told you that if I was, did you Niners, see this I on like a insider 49ers post on Reddit or something? I saw, I saw it at the bottom of my fucking fourth gin on Sunday night. And I said, <laughs> fire Steve Wilkes. Well, they did do go that. Get, go, go get Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. Tell him we're going to give you $10 million to be the defensive coordinator. And if Kyle Shanahan, Fucks it up again next year. You're going to be the head coach of this utterly super talented young football team. Maybe not young, but you got all these. Super talented guys is, who, you know, like he's yeah, a little bit. Out. I think him, him and McDermott need to get on the same coaching staff because then I think that they could together achieve greatness. Someone has to sit there and just tell if them. One guy just said, just hire them both as head coaches. However. You're the head coach of the offense, Shanahan. McDermott's the head coach of the defense. And just except go. For, except for both of them would be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's throw it some more. This will work out. Like, I just, <laughs> they, they need someone to, like, just coach the Super Bowl for them. Or someone who could, like, you know how Kyle Shanahan at the end of that game, I think it was in overtime or it was in the fourth quarter, but, like, he called timeout because he didn't like the defense that Steve Wilkes was lined up in. Steve Wilkes yeah. should have been fucking calling timeout on those first two drives of the second half. Saying, "Hey, asshole, put the running back back there and fucking run it," or put the running back back here so they think you might run it. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Hey, I I already dubbed the Niners yeah, Buffalo just, Bills of the NFC. Just it's it's just oh. can't beat can't. Hey, I the the Niners are one Super Bowl loss away. A, one Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs away from having the same postseason record against Mahomes as the Bills do. Yeah, well, I, the Bills I are zero three against Mahomes in the playoffs, and the Niners are zero two. At this point, I'm basically like so. Like again, we'll get back to the coaches in a second, but I just I did want to say this on the podcast. Like, you know, how I've always told like and other people, I'd always say, "Man, it's fucking miserable being a 49ers fan," and everyone's like, "Well." You know, your team's been in there and you're in the playoffs and that's at least fun. I'm like, no, no, it's not fucking fun. It sucks. It sucks every year thinking you actually have a chance to win it all and not being able to win it all. It's absolutely torture. You don't know. Browns fans don't know. You have no idea what the fucking two weeks between Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday is like. It's a constant state of fucking anxiety. Yeah. It is absolutely... I'm sure it's great if you win it. I I wouldn't remember because it's been since I was a kid, but I, I'm sure it's just the elation is amazing if you do it. But the disappointment of just being like, fuck, another year I've dumped all this energy into. And yeah. just it's disappointment. Like, fuck, sign me up for the fucking Panthers. Let me go into a season knowing I'm only, only going to see two I, wins. I can live I just that. said, I, I just said this the other day. It was way easier being a Bills fan when they just never made the playoffs. I've tried to say that for years, and Bills fans would so tell me fucking, that, and they know dude, now. You it know was now. So fucking easy. Yep. You just go in, and go. Hey, well, hopefully they win some games. Yeah. Hey, they win some they win games. games. It's cool. Yeah. Beat yeah, some great. teams. 
All right. Brady will fucking carve us up twice. That's all right. We're used to that. Like, you know, maybe maybe we'll make it a game. One of the two. Sometimes yep. the Orchard Park game would get a little close. Yep. And they'd go to Foxborough and just get fucking trounced. Yep. But yep. it was, you know, you it, you knew it, it was didn't, coming. I had no expectations. Yeah. Good things were like a surprise. And now we we're happy about them. This fucking Josh Allen guy shows up. Mm-hmm. And starts yep. tugging on my heartstrings a little bit, fucking yep. giving me yep. some wins that maybe they wouldn't have had five years ago or six, seven, eight, twenty. However, I mean, you can go back in time a long ways, but um, yeah. Now, now you know, every year you look at this guy; he he's always in the top, you know, statistics for quarterbacks. He fucking loves winning. He's a very competitive dude, and he riles up a fan base who now is like okay, I have something to believe in here. And then they lose in the playoffs. And I just fucking angry. Yeah, just fucking angry. At basketball last Sunday, Yep. uh, I was talking to Pelly in the morning. And Mm -hmm. he was like, uh, who you like tonight? And in that moment, I had honestly kind of just, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the Super Bowl. He goes, yeah, I said that the other day. He goes, I said that the other day, too. I was like. I'm honestly this and no offense to the Niners because I yep. was cheering for them. Yep. But this was literally the most uninterested in a Super Bowl I've ever been. I watched it, yep. I enjoyed it because I love watching football. Yep. Uh the commercials are horrible, horrible. now. And horrible pace of Tyrese Tyrese Hall Tyrese Halliburton, who is he's an NBA player. I don't know for mm-hmm. what team, uh, but I've heard his name a thousand times. Yep. Uh, came out with a, a post and said, "These commercials are so disappointing. The, these days, we used to be a country, and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's we used correct. to be a fucking country because these commercials are terrible." Uh, I saw another thing that made fun of the um, uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, the uh, he gets us the the Jesus commercials where they're oh, washing yeah. feet and Four, fourteen and, million. Yeah, and somebody was like, "If you're." Uh, paying you know fourteen, however many million for Super Bowl commercials instead of using that money to help people, you read the wrong book. <laughs> I, I literally said that to Riley when they were on during the game. I was like, "So, wonder yeah. what they could have done with that seven million dollars." Yeah, exactly. It, so, like, uh, but yeah, it was. It's just yeah, it was. That's just it, how it, I how I felt yeah. about it, and. It's yeah. just because well, of the Bills. It has nothing. I used to love the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, that's it. Now, before exactly. the Bills now had a, the point where before like, the Bills had a shot to get there, I was so into the Super Bowl every year. I couldn't. Yep. You know, I was like, yep. playoffs are good. I'm watching these games. Yep. And then you get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be good. It was yep. usually Brady, so you had a team to root yep. for because you wanted him to fucking lose, and it was awesome. And then now, the Bills have fucked that up for me too. So it's just yep. add it to the list of shit that I, they. I have ruined for me. I hope that you either get one or that the Bills just get bad again because that's what I'm rooting for because what the it's Niners more, since what two, 2012 I, the Niners have been to like seven NFC championship games, three Super Bowls and I have nothing to show for it. So it's just mm-hmm. been like half of the last 14 years or 12 years for me has just been fucking miserable. Yeah. Season. It just it's just so bad. It sucks. I, I'm just ready. I'm ready for the cap the cap penalties to start hitting here in like two years are not going to be able to afford people. And hopefully they just go back to mediocre and I can have some nice calm 
twilight years of my 40s of not seeing another <laughs> Super Bowl. You know? like, come on. Right. All right. Uh, back to these coaches. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Ravens, they uh, promoted from within Zach Orr to D coordinator because they lost Mike McDonald, who went to the yep. Seahawks as their head coach. Uh, the Bills, we already talked about on a previous show, hired or uh, they hired Brady full time. Uh, yep. He was the interim after Dorsey got fired, and they promoted linebackers coach Brian Babich to D coordinator. Uh, the Panthers, Frank Reich was fired in uh, November. Yep. The GM was fired January 8th. And let's see, they hired Dan Morgan as the team's next GM. Which Dan, like Dan Morgan, Morgan, former play, yeah, good dude, used to play uh, for them. So I, yep. I've always liked him too. And he was also on the Bills coaching staff for a while. He was, uh, oh, he's good. Okay, yeah, he that. was the director of player personnel. Him, him, and McDermott okay. are boys because they, uh, oh yeah, that's right, know, were at, in, yeah, uh, Carolina yep. together. Correct. So, uh, yeah, so he he's kind of a McDermott guy. Um, yep. Dave Canals was the is the new head coach. Nobody really cares. Um, yeah, no, I don't even know who that Bucks is. Bucks offense. He's the Bucks offensive coordinator. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I did hear that earlier. Yep. And says helping turn around Baker Mayfield's career, which uh, Baker Mayfield would probably be just doing fine and dandy had he not been a Cleveland Brown. Well, um, I mean, he did have that messed up year with the Panthers. Well, the Panthers were the terrible though. They were bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They were. That's tr- that's very fair. I did yeah. see. Again, not to get on tangent, but, but I did see Baker Mayfield got caught on a hot mic talking to Steve Young and basically said that he's planning on being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for the rest of his career, as, or, or I should say as long as they'll have him. So it sounds Who, like that's Baker. One, yeah, it sounds like that's one QB yeah. who's not going to be on the move this year. Yeah. Uh, the Bears fired a bunch of people. Nobody gives a fuck. Really. Except for their head coach who they should have fired, but you know, right. whatever. They hired Shane Waldron as their offensive coordinator. He was uh, with the Seahawks the last three years. Mm. Um, ooh, let's see. The Bengals promoted uh, Dan Pitcher to OC, replacing Brian Callahan, who is now the Titans coach. Nobody cares. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Cleveland Browns hire fucking Ken Dorsey. <laughs> Just absolutely brilliant move right there. This guy yeah. couldn't get it done with Josh Allen and eh, bring him into Cleveland. He's going to work magic here. Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, AJ texts me regarding this move. He's a Browns fan and he goes, well, I guess now it doesn't matter if Nick Chubb ever plays again because he'll never <laughs> hand the ball to him. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, does not like the running game. Uh, all right, Cowboys. Oh, they hired Mike Zimmer to be their D coordinator. I saw that. Uh, still don't care. Uh, Packers hired former Boston College coach Jeff Hathley. Whoa, 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 whoa. I couldn't hear anything you just said for the last, like, since AJ said about Nick Chubb. You couldn't? I couldn't hear a damn thing, so I don't know if anyone else could or not, but you just, yeah, it's silent. Huh. You can hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. Uh, the Cowboys hired Mike Zimmer as their D coordinator. Okay. Uh, and then I just, that was literally all I said. So, so you didn't. Sorry. Sorry I missed that. Yeah. I should have never told you. Yeah, you should have just kept going. Uh, the Packers, <laughs> Packers hired former Boston College coach Jeff Halfley as their new D coordinator. Uh, and Joe Barry was fired January 24th, which uh, 
you know, I still pay attention to Ramage's page a little bit because it pops up and I listen to him uh, when I am on my phone and he's live. And he said, uh, you know, they've been cheering for a Joe Barry dismissal for fucking ever. So same with Ron. Ron, Ron is always. uh, They were they they fired. They fired Joe Barry in like October. Yes. Yeah, they were ready. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars fired their D coordinator, Mike Caldwell, and hired former Falcons D coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, for the same role. Nobody cares. (laughs) The Raiders. Love this. Yeah, they kept Antonio Pierce, right? Yeah, love love that. I mean, me and Dwight have been talking about that, and I just like, I mean, that team really seemed to respond to him. I think the Raiders fucked us up with uh, Bisaccia there a couple years ago where, like, he got him into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And then they were just like, yeah, we're going to hire McDaniel. Sorry. So, like, it was just nice to see them get this right and say, hey. Yeah, the the guys wanted him there. Well, yeah, well, my, Max Crosby basically said, if they don't hire Pierce, I'm asking for a trade. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and then they also hired former Chargers general manager Tom Telesco to be their GM. Also good. The Chargers had a ton of talent, just dipshit head coach. Correct. Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, no, he withdrew himself from he, consideration. He withdrew, went to Washington. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is he in Washington? All right. Yeah, well, he took the Washington job, which started firing rumors that they might try and trade up and get Caleb. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, Chargers fired Brandon Staley December 15th, which... Um, was too late. Well, he yeah. Too late. Two years, at least. Um, and are bringing in Jim Harbaugh. I, I like the Harbaugh move. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Side I mean, note, he's, he's, because, he's had some NFL time. Yeah, he was good with the Niners. Because eight and eight was his worst season. They were like, ah, GM doesn't like you. You're fired. Um, which, speaking of the Niners, I did hear a rumor that Brandon Staley could uh, – they were like, well, maybe he could be the Niners' next defensive coordinator. And I was like, that's just what they need is one more idiot who doesn't know situational football. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be great. Uh, and they hired Greg Roman to be their offensive coordinator. Yeah, which, I don't know how – I mean, well, Greg Roman's good, but he's He just, was Harbaugh's coordinator during his time with the Niners. Yeah, yeah. He, and, and he, was he good, also but, was – he was with the Bills for a while too. Yeah, I mean, the thing I don't know about Roman is, like, so, like, his last, like, he had Kaepernick with the Niners. He had Lamar with the Ravens. Like, is he is he going to be able to adjust his offense for a guy like Herbert who can sling it? Like, it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, Rams have promoted Chris Shula, the grandson of Hall of Fame coach Don Shula, to the new defensive coordinator position. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins, Vic Fangio and Dolphins mutually agree to part ways. That's all that was said on there. Nobody I, cares. He went, he went to Philly, I think. Well, we're not to the P's yet. We're in the Oh, end. that's right. Okay, yeah. Okay, Alphabetical. Yeah. Forgot, yep. We're close. Uh, Patriots and Belichick part ways. Bill O'Brien. Oh, they, well, first they hired Gerard Mayo, like, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and then bring in Bill O'Brien to be the OC. And it sounds like they plan to promote DeMarcus Covington to defensive coordinator. And wait, hold on here. 
Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Bill O'Brien went to Ohio State. I read this wrong. Bill O'Brien went to Ohio State, leaving the Patriots, and uh, Alex Van Pelt, former Buffalo Bills third-string quarterback, Alex Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. I think he was second-string at one point, too, and also had some starts under his belt because he was part of the mirage of quarterbacks that, you know, were going to be the guy. But uh, (laughs) um, So Van Pelt will be the offensive coordinator for – he was the Browns offensive coordinator who got fired. Yep. And they replaced him with Ken Dorsey. Jesus Christ. What a yeah. Cleveland gonna Cleveland, man. We Cleveland used to be we used to be a country. <laughs> yep. That's my new favorite phrase. <laughs> yep. Uh all right. New Orleans Saints. Fired offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. And the Saints are expected to finalize hiring 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak as their yep. OC. Okay, so there's one, there's one of the Shanahan tree branches that's heading somewhere else. Not gonna get a compensatory pick for that one. Nope. Sounds a bitch. Yep. <laughs> All right. The Giants. Wink Martindale resigned from his uh he was the D coordinator. Yep. There's a lot of, this is like a huge paragraph about it, that him and Dave weren't getting along. Who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. Yep. Um, they brought in Shane Bowen as their new D coordinator. 37-year-old spent the last two seasons as defensive coordinator for Tennessee. And they hired, oh, a new strength and conditioning coach, which good for Saquon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Philadelphia Eagles mm, hired veteran coach Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. It's like I heard that somewhere before. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and Eagles tab former Cowboys and Chargers offensive coordinator Kellen Moore to be their new OC. Yikes. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh Steelers have hired former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. Actually like that hire. Yeah, it's not bad. It'll be real good, though, when they get uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Might as well. He might, he might as well have brought a fucking – what's that dude's name who's quarterback most of the year in Atlanta? Oh, uh, Ritter? Yeah, or Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well, well have brought I, Desmond Ritter with him. Was Arthur Smith there when the Falcons, like, there was, like, a lot of talk that the Falcons wanted to draft Justin Fields? Or was it Trey Lance the Falcons were obsessed with? Trey Lance. Okay. All right. I was getting it confused in my head. Yeah. It was definitely Trey Lance. Okay. Uh, Seahawks. Pete Carroll stepped down, and they hire Mike McDonald, which we already mentioned. Uh, and they've hired – former Washington Huskies offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Ryan Grubb to be their OC. Did, does it say that Pete Carroll stepped down? Cause it kind of sounded like it was a situation where they told him like, it says hey, step down from his post. Cause it, well, I think what, if I remember right, it was kind of like a situation where it was like, Hey, we still want you to remain with the team, but we're not going to let you coach anymore. And he was like, well, if I can't coach, then I'm just out of here. Then I'm out of here. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that I heard that too. Okay. 
okay. The Bucks got a new offensive coordinator. It's Kentucky offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Liam Cohen. And had, he spent some time with the Rams before going to Kentucky in 2021. Oh, and he... Oh, okay. So he spent time with Baker and during Baker's like hot minute with the Rams. Yep. Yeah, he was with them there. So there's okay. a, a little bit of a relationship there. Okay. Titans hire. Oh, yeah. The Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan's their new head coach. And they promoted, no, they hired Baltimore secondary coach Denard Wilson as their D coordinator. Yeah, not much. They have a new passing game coordinator. Mm. Who who gives a fuck? <laughs> Ron Rivera fired, so we're on to Washington, the Commanders. Yep. Uh yep. January eighth. Rivera gets fired and looks like they got a new GM too. Yeah, guy from the 49ers Niners guy. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. Yep. Adam Peters. Yep. Um, and the commanders tabbed a Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, to be their new head coach. So Dan so Quinn, dumb. yeah, that's a terrible hire. It is, but Washington's going to Washington. So yeah. Ken Norton Jr. Joining the commanders I, as their new I linebackers do, coach. I do like Ken Norton Jr. I will jump. Uh, Navarro Bowman, I think was got hired as a linebackers coach for Seahawks. Maybe. Let me go back up it, to it, the it, S's. I, I remember being pissed because I was like, why the hell aren't we bringing this guy in? He he was a Niner his whole career. What are we doing here? Yeah, I feel like it was a division. I, I It was. I uh, don't see anything, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It, I, I, I I have to look it up. I wouldn't know. Um. So wait, does um, that, that's we cover it. That's all, all the teams? That's all so the teams, yeah. We didn't cover yeah. the Super Bowl teams. Um, so my question to you is, like there was some speculation that uh, Andy Reid was at Los, Los Angeles Chargers is who hired Bowman. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> but there was some speculation that Reid might retire, which I think was possible if they lost earlier in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh, now he's he's got to come back for a three feet attempt, right? Like this is like it's got to happen. He's not he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't think so. And then we also didn't cut. Well, we kind of did, but. Yeah, the Niners fired Steve Wilkes, and I have no idea who they're I, – I legitimately don't even know who would be out there that I would want them to hire. Like, like I joke around about Vrabel and Bill, but, like, they were both 3-4 guys, and the Niners I don't think can really switch to a 3-4. Um, so it would be interesting to see what happens there if they just promote from within or what. Uh, which I think Steve Wilkes was getting fired no matter what. I've bitched all year about how talented the defense is and how terrible it is this year. Uh, so again, be interesting to see for me what they decide to do to try and get the most out of what they have there. Uh, all right. So let me find. Okay, here we are. So last thing that we wanted to cover before we wrap this up. Uh, let me close some tabs here. We have the. Odds for the 2025 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So I have them. I have all of them pulled up. So we'll just kind of go from the top. And then, uh, I mean, your your favorite. So the favorite. This is per FanDuel, by the way. I mean, some sites yeah. may vary. But FanDuel has 
the 49ers at plus 500. They're the favorites to win next year. Uh, then the yeah. Chiefs at plus 650. Yep. The Ravens at plus 900 because they have that uh, guy who has as many MVPs as he does playoff wins on their team. He's a stud. Uh, they have the Detroit Lions at plus 1,200. And tied with those odds is the Buffalo Bills at plus 1,200. And you got the okay. Cowboys plus 1,500, Bengals plus 1,500. I Eagles, like that. And where are we at here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, Eagles plus 1,700. Dolphins and Green Bay round out the top 10. Dolphins at plus 2,000. Uh, Green Bay at plus 2,300. So I, I actually don't mind. I don't think I would bet on Green Bay, but I think the Bengals there. Healthy Burrow. You never know. They're losing some people, though, I believe, to free agency. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, I know T. Higgins. I think they said they're going to franchise. But I do, I, I do recall that now. They said they got yeah. decisions to make. They, got, they do. Yeah. So going to be a different look Bengals than we saw the last two years yeah. uh, minus the absence of Burrow. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that surprised me again about the Niners. Same thing. Like they're losing, they're not losing any big names this year, unless you consider Chase Young a big name who actually showed up in the Super Bowl. by the way, that was impressive. Um, But like, they're losing a lot of like role player guys. It's going to be tough for them. They're going to have to draft. Well, I- I'm very surprised they're the favorite. All right, so we'll do the bottom 10, too, from worst to, like, improving. Uh, so the worst odds, or, well, I mean, yeah, worst odds. Yeah. At plus 25,000 is the Carolina Panthers. 15,000, you have one, two, three, four teams. That's the Giants, Titans, Patriots, and Commanders. Then you have at plus 10,000 the Broncos, plus 9,000 the Steelers, plus 8,000 you have the Cardinals and the Raiders, and then the Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Saints all tied at uh, 7,000 plus 7,500. Man, I thought there'd be maybe a good one there you could take a flyer on, and I don't, I don't hear anything that I like. Browns are plus 4,500. Yeah, well, I think the Browns, are they going to lose? Jets are plus 3,000. That's an interesting one right there. Yeah. They're they're like, uh, let's see, I said Dolphins and Packers were 9 and 10. So 11 Texans, Rams 12, tied with the Chargers, and then you have the Jets. Oh, and tied with the Jets. So Rams, Chargers, Jets, all plus 3,000. Yeah, I, I like the Jets. Uh, you know, if they have even competent quarterback play, they don't need good, just competent quarterback play. Well, they should have that next year. Yeah, they should. As long as Roger stays healthy, hopefully we get <laughs> to see him play more than one play. He played four. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot. First drive, yeah. Yeah, four minutes. Oh, yeah, okay, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Shoot for, shoot for eight, double your production. All right, so what we haven't discussed, and I don't know if we want to do it right now, or if we want this to be a sidebar, but uh, what are we doing going forward here? I don't know. The NFL is done. Football's over, and I'm I'm pretty depressed currently. Usually, we take a. Is this not where we take our little? Yeah, we take like a month here? off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so maybe we should just take some time off, and we'll 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 reconvene middle of March. 
yeah, middle of March when the Masters are starting to roll around and I hopefully have some sort of desire to watch sports again because right now I just yeah. I got I, I got nothing in me. I, I wanted to talk it. about the Niners today, but I've just got nothing in me for anything else. Like I just want to not care for, for I want to not care I, about anything. I feel every bit of that. Yeah, I hear you. So all right. Uh that's gonna do it. Um, thank you everybody for listening throughout the season. We appreciate it, all of you. Uh, hopefully everybody's able to find our episodes. Sometimes I still have people ask me if we're still doing it, which means they're not seeing it on the Facebook page and I can't, I don't know how to help that, but I just tell them, yeah, it's audio only. And, uh, yep. so tell your friends if you feel so inclined, but, uh, yeah, listens are good. I've still been track. you know, we can track that how many we're getting an episode and stuff like that. So, still worth our time i think people yep. seem to have an interest in listening to us bitch yeah, yeah. this is pretty much what we do that's, what, that's all we do <laughs> I'm never allowed to have it plus the astros win we're not allowed to have anything nice yeah that's the only fucking highlight in my sports life is and i don't even know what that's gonna look like this year i don't i don't know i mean they still got it like they didn't really lose anybody and verlander had a setback so I don't know what that looks like, but they're gearing. Are they already out? Spring pitchers and started? Ca- pitchers and catchers have reported. Okay, I was gonna say I know we're getting close. Yeah, it's it is getting close, but that again is a long season, and you just you know. Yep. Fuck. All right. So <laughs> again, thank you everybody for listening throughout the year. We appreciate you, um, and. uh Ooh, you know what we will maybe first episode back? Okay. Our way too early preseason tiers for the NFL. Oh yeah, we can do that. Where we can we can throw all the teams back into the hat. Except for the Saints who are in jail. No, but they're yeah. in yeah, they're in jail till week two. <laughs> That's if there's good behavior. That's right. So we'll see. But Long all right. off season. Till next time, everyone, take care, be safe.